Welcome back. This is episode 24 of the Writing and Publishing Erotica podcast. I am H.K. Kiting. And I'm Dean Chills. And we're the hosts for your show. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about writing and publishing in general and include the occasional tidbit about erotica specifically. And I don't know that we're going to have too much to say about erotica specifically this time. This is sort of a general purpose publishing episode. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy the podcast or find it helpful, then review us on iTunes. Also, check out our books at sexyfic.com. So, Henry, what's your most recent releases? What you been working on? My most recent release is a naughty story called Rising Water. Ooh. It's a gay erotica. Really? Yeah, and, and, and some some guy gets chained up, and the tide is coming in, and that's that's the rising water. So there's some peril play and some bondage and some sex and yeah, all sorts of fun things going on. Nice. My next one that's coming out is going to be one called Whitewashed, which is... Also, you know, I, I know this will be a shock, but it'll also be a gay erotica with Ooh. bondage and kinky stuff. Okay. How about yourself? What you got going on? I have not released anything real recently. The last thing I put out was the uh, end of the, well, the third book in the Bear and Chaser series. Had Bear and Chaser go to the lake. Bear and Chaser go to the pool. Bear and Chaser go to the party. It was quite a party. It was quite a party. A lot of little guest stars in that one. Yeah. But I had been working on other projects and have not released a whole lot of new erotica in the last month or two. I really liked in in the Baron Chaser Go to the Party how you worked in previous characters from some of your other books came to that party and just made like you know little guest appearances little here and there. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you've that read all fun. my stuff, you know all the people at the party, and if you haven't read all my stuff, well, it doesn't really matter that much. But you should, though. You should collect the whole set. The whole set, yes. Yeah. 30-ish books <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> okay, well, let's get right down to it. It's been at least a couple of days since our last episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two or three days? Yeah. A couple of days, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's been a well, not really been a whole lot of changes going on in the publishing world since the last time, but one very major one that people keep emailing us to talk about, and that would have to be Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, Kindle Unlimited. It's been around for a little over a year now. It's Amazon service where you pay nine ninety nine a month, I think it is, mm-hmm. and you get an unlimited number of books to read. Now, it's not every book Amazon has, but it's a good chunk of the mostly independent-type stories. You know, the kind of things we all write. Independent authors have the option of uh, signing up for it and making their books available on KU Unlimited. Yeah, this started, I think, last July or last August of 2014. And uh, the very first month, I think, if somebody borrowed your book... The author's got something like $2.14 or something like that. I'm just going by memory. And it seems like every month after that, until recently, it dropped a little bit each month until, you know, until just this past summer, you could expect maybe about $1.20 or so per borrow. Mm-hmm. Always over a dollar. Yeah. It never went below a dollar. No. But uh, generally, most of the books that we sell, Henry and I, are two ninety nine. And that usually fits us right in there at the 70% author royalties point. So for every $2.99 book we would sell, we would get $2.07. With the Kindle Unlimited system, we would get $1.30, $1.40, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a loss. It's not as much. 
but it's still a sale. And these are people who probably would not actually pay the $3 to begin with. So for the most part, that was a pretty good deal. And it was also, uh, whether your book is two ninety nine, dollars 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 or $0.99, cents, your Kindle Unlimited cut that you get if somebody reads and what is it, uh, 10% of the book they have read, to read? You have to read 10% yeah. of the book. Somebody borrows the book, reads 10%. No matter how big your book is or what your asking price is, you still get that same KU price, which is a dollar something. You know. Which, for a good, legitimate author, works out quite well. It depends on the length of the book, but generally it's a pretty good deal. Unfortunately, it got to the point where people started taking advantage of it. One-page books. One-page books. Two-page books, things like that. And, and lots and lots of them. Hard not to load 10% of a one- or two-page book. Mm -hmm. Instantly, you're halfway through a two-page book if you load a single page. And meanwhile, some poor guy who wrote a full-length novel, he's still getting that same cut as somebody who put a one-page book out there. So, yeah, the people who were taking two years to write the super high-quality, well-thought-out, deep novel were getting paid the same thing as somebody who spent an hour typing out six paragraphs. And that's the way it was. It's the way it worked. Everybody knew the rules, and it may not have been fair, but everybody understood that. People were taking, were taking advantage of it. But Amazon, just in the past couple of months, has decided they want to change the rules, make things more fair in their estimation. So now the author gets paid by how many pages of the borrowed book that the reader reads. Which sounds reasonable. That person who made a two-page book is, should make less money than the person who wrote a 600-page mega novel. Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. That's fair. That does take care of that inequity. However, <laughs> those of us who write you know, 10,000 word stories, which is typically what our erotica tends to be, anywhere from seven to 12, but you know, typically 10,000 is, um, and we ask 299, they have something on Kindle now that they call a standardized page count. Yeah, this is all based on how many pages does the reader read. And I looked up one of my books, for example, Smet Shoes. It's about 10,000 words. Amazon considers that to be a 52-page book as a standardized Kindle thing. So if you borrow it and read the whole thing, I get credit for you reading 52 pages. Just on uh, curiosity's sake, how much of the actual paperback, how many pages is that? Oh, I didn't look that one up. More or less than 52 pages? A, a little bit more, I think. Okay. All right, just something to consider there. Yeah. The problem is how much they're going to pay per page. Well, that nobody knows yet. Amazon told everybody about this decision back toward the end of June, and it went into effect July 1st. So this is already well underway as we record this. But the thing that nobody knew then, and still nobody really knows right now, is how much are they going to pay in a page? They used an example when they notified everybody about this. They said, you know, for example, if there's this many, you know, millions of pages out there divided by this many millions of dollars, that would be 10 cents a page that everybody gets paid. And you know, 10 cents a page. That would be excellent. I would get over $5 for this book versus, you know, two ninety nine 
if it sold. Yeah, somebody with that a would be awesome. page novel, you're oh, they'd get... looking at, you know, $20 a copy. That'd be great. Yeah. The problem was there's no way Amazon can pay that. They can't afford that. In the months, well, in the weeks since this whole thing's been announced, a lot of very intelligent people have figured the number of subscribers to Kindle Unlimited, the number of books out there, and they sort of reverse engineered it from the old payment system to figure out that it's very likely going to be somewhere under a half a penny per page. I think the actual number I've heard is .0057 cents per page. So, using the example of my 50-page book, I'm going to get a quarter. Somebody borrows that, reads it cover to cover, I'll get a quarter. 25 cents. Now, granted, you did not put the same amount of effort into it as somebody writing, you know, Game of Thrones or something like oh, that. Oh, certainly not. But, but a compared to the royalty that I get for a two ninety nine sale versus a quarter? It's that, a big drop. Yeah. And a $0.99 cent book, which is a, typically a shorter book, um, you know, those might be 3,000 words or so, a third of the size, you know, 10, 10 15 paid cents for... Yeah. A borrow. It's not it's, much. It's not much. And a longer book, it is fair, more <clears throat> fair if you're writing longer books. If you have a 400-word novel out there. 400 page. 400, yeah. 400 page <laughs> there are some 400-word novels out there. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. A 400-page novel, you're, you're going to make $2, maybe a little more than $2 on a, on a borrow, which is not, not terrible. That's still pretty decent for a commission. But a lot of people have a lot of shorter works out there. Okay, so it's uh, it suddenly we've t- gone from making a little over two dollars for a sale to making about a quarter for a, a rental or less or less. Yeah, yeah. You, we really don't. This is all just speculation at this point. Still, mm-hmm. the system's been in place for a month and a half, and really no one knows exactly what they're talking about yet. We should know the middle of August. Middle of August. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be releasing the official payments. And we'll find out then. And you will hear all kinds of complaining on every message board's out there, most likely. No matter what the actual number turns out to be, somebody's going to be unhappy. People love change. I don't love change. (laughs) Okay, so that's the story where we're at right now and the prediction on the payment. And, well, what do you think? We'd like to hear from you on this. Sexyfic at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Are you going to be sticking with Kindle Unlimited or are you going to drop out? How about you, Dean? Did you leave your books in KU Unlimited? I did not. I've Hmm. never liked Kindle Unlimited for one main reason. A lot of people will say, well, it doesn't matter if it's $2 or a quarter. You're making more money than you'd make otherwise. It's great to get your books out there and have people read them. And that's just fantastic. And that is good enough for some folks that they can give away their stuff and be happy. Some people are perfectly happy putting their stuff out there for free. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make some money on this. This is my... But this is but my goal at this is to make a living at this at some point. And cutting my payments down from $2 to a quarter is kind of working the wrong direction on that. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, the one thing we haven't mentioned here today yet is the condition to be in this Kindle Unlimited program is you have to be completely exclusive to Amazon. You cannot sell your books anywhere else. No Barnes & Noble, no Kobo, can't have them on your own website. You have to be exclusive. So this quarter that we're going to get is your only option if you stick with this. There's no way you can do anything else and make 2 or $3 mm-hmm. if you're going to stay in this program. And so many of the people I've read messages on on various message boards 
seem to think this is a take-it-or-leave-it proposition. Amazon's changed the rules, and you're screwed. That's it. You have no other choice. And that's not really true at all. You can get out of Kindle Unlimited. People won't be able to borrow your books anymore, but you'll be free to sell your books for whatever price you want on Amazon or any of dozens of other book-selling sites. So hopefully the trade-off there is going to work. I, I, I am letting my books fall off of Kindle Unlimited. You, you, uh, you uh, have the option as an author to renew and it's every 90 days. It'll normally, cycle through normally. It's every 90 days. Yeah. Actually, they did say in the original email, if you want out of Kindle Unlimited, just send them an email and they'll drop you out right now. Yeah, they'll drop everything. But you've chosen just to wait till they expire. And so I'm just letting them expire out. And right now, just over half of my books have expired out. As of yesterday, all my books are now out of Kindle Unlimited. So I have, I don't know, 30-something books under Dean Chill's and another dozen or so under other pen names that aren't erotica. And none of those are in Kindle Unlimited at all anymore. They're all just for sale on They're Amazon. They're all just for sale. Some of mm. them for two ninety nine. Some of them are only $0.99, cents, but they're out there. I've mentioned before the sexy fix shorts that I've written. These were short little three or 4,000 word things that I wrote mostly just specifically for Kindle Unlimited. They were meant to be short, and they would be out there to be borrowed. And now they're not. They're just for sale only. Mm -hmm. Which is not really what I'd intended them for. So what my next plan is to compile them into a compilation. The three sexy fix shorts, the three demon books. Combine those into two separate little, actually quite longer, paperbacks and just sell those the usual way. Or ebook. Not just paperback. No, paperback and or ebooks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they won't be just on Amazon. Yeah, that's the nice thing now that... It's a trade-off. If you take them off Kindle Unlimited, you can list them on a whole lot of other sites to sell. Yeah, so I'm completely off Kindle Unlimited, and you're halfway off with the rest of them coming off soon. Mm -hmm. so and I've been what's gradually... your future plans now that you're off of Kindle Unlimited? Um, I'm unless they do surprise me and come out with you know ten cents a page, <laughs> which I I really think it's going to be half a cent a page. Um. I'm just going to publish on Amazon. Uh, it'll everything will still be available as ebook and paperback on Amazon. But I'm going to publish to all these other places as well. Other places being Kobo, Nook. Kobo, Barnes and Nobles, Nook, yeah, yeah, Smashwords, all those other places that are out there. Which and brings us to our second topic of the day. It's something called going wide. Mm -hmm. Most independent authors start out on Amazon. Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP, is a really easy way to get started. It's a good way to learn what you're doing. It's a good way to get your name out there. But it's not the only game in town. Amazon does have a huge share of the market. And Probably typically, the largest share. Yeah. They really are the biggest. When everybody thinks ebook, a lot of people just, first thing they think of is Amazon. But there's a lot of people out there that own a Nook, that own a Kobo Reader, and are loyal to those sites. Or people that have things like iPads mm -hmm. that you can load the Nook app, the mm -hmm. Kobo app, the Kindle app. Yeah, without having a specific the device. The app. That they, you can read from any of these sites with an iPad that is not specifically locked into one site. And that's a good thing. But as authors, you should be on Amazon. That's the biggest, the biggest site out there. It's the biggest marketplace. You'd be crazy not to do them. 
Mm -hmm. But you'd also kind of be crazy not to do all the other places as well. If you're not locked into uh, Kindle Unlimited. If you're not, yeah. If you have to be locked in with Kindle Unlimited, you you are limiting your distribution options. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's an okay thing. It's just a a decision you have to make. So what are these other sites? Well, there's Nook, Mm -hmm. which is Barnes & Noble's Kindle competitor, basically. Uh, they used to be a very nice little second competition to Amazon, and they've fallen off a lot lately. I don't think they try very hard. They they, they act like they don't really care about it. They're they're kind of failing as a business a little, it seems like, and they're not putting the oomph into it to fight back and yeah. fight the decline. Okay, so yeah, Nook has uh, been around forever, and they're and they're still a contender. They. We sell some things there once in a while. It's not a waste Mm -hmm. of time. There's a lot of people that are still loyal to Barnes & Noble. Another big place that is probably more on the up-and-coming than Nook would be Kobo. Mm -hmm. They're a Canadian company that sells a lot overseas. I hear they're generally considered like the Amazon of Europe. And the Amazon of Canada. They're a a heavier sales in Canada. And they they have their own line of devices, too, that are actually decent. Nice readers, they... I've never actually like some seen of the Kobo. one in a store. Oh, I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, Kobo, uh, you list your books on there a lot like you do on Nook or Amazon. There's no great trick in it. Uh, probably the biggest competitor to Amazon right now is Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple, the iBooks or iTunes iBook store is out there, and they sell fairly well for me. And when you get a uh, new device now, a new iPad, a new phone, the operating system automatically loads iBooks. Yeah. If yeah. somebody with an iDevice wants a book, that's the easiest way for them to go. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can, like I said earlier, load the Kindle app or the Nook app or the Kobo app. Pretty much everybody has an app on your iPad or your iPhone that'll load these things. Even on uh, laptops and desktop computers, it's pretty universal you can load these apps. Yeah, all these e-books, we usually just call them Kindle Kindle devices, but you don't yeah. really need to buy a Kindle. You don't need the so, device specifically, no. Yeah, do it on your computer, do it on your pad, do it on your phone. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, you just sign up for an account, and the books will go to any device. Okay, so posting on these other sites, Nook or Kobo, generally you just load up your web browser, upload your cover file, upload your, your text, put in your description and categories. It's If you've ever done it on Amazon, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Apple is a little bit different. To upload to them, first of all, you have to have a, a Mac, an OS X program to do this, called the uh, iBooks Producer, I believe. It's a special program, and it's kind of complicated to learn. It's a little bit different. But the, the big hindrance there is you have to have a Mac computer to do it. Or... If you want to go directly to Apple. There are other things. There's another way around that, though. If you don't have an Apple computer... A couple ways. You have two ways, oh. at least, that we know of. There are things called ebook. What are they called? Aggr- it's not aggregators. Well, what are those called? Distributors? Yeah, we'll go with distributors. Yeah, yeah. distributors. Uh, Smashwords is yeah. one. They've been Smashwords has been around for years at smashwords.com. And a newer one that does basically the same thing is called Draft to Digital. D-R-A-F-T, the number two, and the word digital.com. And both of these are simple sites where you upload your text and your cover and the description and the catalogs and all that good stuff. And then choose which site you want them to distribute to. You upload your book to Smashwords. And they'll send it to Nook and Kobo and Apple and a dozen or so other sites 
for you. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very easy to use. Uh, Smashwords also sells them directly. People can go to Smashwords and buy your eBooks. Um, Drafted, Drafted Digital, Digital does not have a store, doesn't. but they just yeah. list stuff other places. And then when they sell at those other places, they collect the money, and then you get your payment from Draft to Digital, minus a small fee. What is that, about 10%? With Draft to Digital, it's 10%. With yeah. Smashwords, I'm not entirely sure. I think it varies from site to site, wherever it sells. But it's so easy that I find it to be worth it. Um to, to lose that small percentage that they take uh, because because of these numerous sites. There's Oyster, Scribed, a whole, a whole a bunch, bunch of, of others that, that, yeah, are, that are never even heard of. more obscure but still have plenty of users, and they just take care of all of them for you, including that Apple issue that I just don't want to deal with you know, myself. I do <laughs> have an Apple, dev- an Apple computer, and I have uploaded to Apple, and it's not terrible, but it's just not worth the hassle. And Drafted Digital, uh, Smashwords, yeah, they're very user-friendly. Yeah, if we uh, get some requests, we can talk about those two sites a little more. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go wide, just get an account with either Smashwords or Drafted Digital and let them do the work for you. They take 10% or maybe less, depending on the site you're dealing with, and they do all the work for you. Makes and it easy. What's that other site? Uh, romance. Uh, allromance.com. All, allromance.com is another one. Yeah, I've had my books listed there for about a year, and they sell some stuff once in a while. It's no Amazon, but none of these places are. Amazon is still at least 75% of my sales every month. But if you get your books out at all these places, collectively, you're going to make some additional sales. Well, like I said, it's 75%. Yeah. That's 25% mm-hmm. left over that I wouldn't be making just on Amazon. Uh-huh. None of this stuff hurts your Amazon sales. And I've had people contact me before and ask, Are your books available anywhere except Kindle? I really don't like dealing with Amazon. And if you've got them out there at other places, you can say, yeah. <laughs> go to go to Barnes and Noble and, or wherever. Yeah. And another site is to uh, sell it on your own website. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got sexyfic.com where we list every one of our books individually with links to all these other places, Nook, Kobo, Apple, Oyster, Scribd, uh, and all these other places. But uh, we don't actually sell directly from our website. We don't have a button that says buy now, and we probably should. And we could. Well, it's difficult. You can, well, there's a couple of things involved making selling erotica especially difficult from your own website. How do you collect the payment? Credit cards? PayPal? PayPal has restrictions against selling pornography Mm, on the internet. And some of the other payment services do too, don't they? Most of them, almost all of them have something against pornography. Mm -hmm. Is what we sell pornography? The Mm. covers are totally cleanish. The words inside aren't, but there's no bad pictures in our books. The thing is, it's very risky, and we've not chosen to go that route. Wouldn't want to get it all set up and then have them pull the plug. Get our account banned or something like that. But it is an option, especially if you're selling non-erotica books, to sell on your own site with PayPal or Stripe or some other payment processor. Then you've got to deal with delivery and tech support. Once they've paid and you've given them your file, whatever that file, what what is that file? A PDF? A Mobi? An EPUB? Text? What kind of these, what kind of file does each of these different devices take? It's not as simple as just buying something on Amazon and having it delivered directly to your Kindle device. 
There's going to be a lot of tech support involved also. But it is still an option, and it's out there if you yeah. want to tackle it. I'm pointing yeah. out all the negatives at this point, but the commissions on something like that, you're going to get 100%. Yeah. Whatever the payment fee is. That's a big positive. There's nobody taking a cut. Yeah, there's, there's no better way to do it if you can work around those other pro- problems. Anything you want to add? Well, I guess we're going to wait two weeks and see what KDP really pays. Yeah, either the entire world of authors are going to be screaming in outrage over getting ripped off by Amazon, or they're all going to be laughing all the way to the bank. We're going to find out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Henry's halfway off of KDP at this point. I'm all the way off. I could easily go back on with a push of a button. Yeah, it's not a big deal. to If if your things have expired for two weeks, well, you're not going to have any borrows for two weeks. If you want to get back on, it's very easy. The books are still listed on Amazon. All you have to do is click that Enroll button. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, so getting back on is no effort at all. Getting off is more of a difficult problem. You can only do it every 90 days or so. Yeah, once you click yes, they lock in for 90 days. Yeah. So, honestly, at this point, we're getting out, and we can get back in very quickly if needed. But we are getting out of Kindle Unlimited. Looks that way. At least until more information comes along. At this point, it's all guesswork and estimation. But a lot of this whole job is looking ahead of what's coming down the road. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think the next big disaster problem thing is going to be? Amazon will say, we're not selling erotica anymore. Nah. They make they make way too much money off it. They do make I can't, an awful I lot I can't of money see them ever, ever banning a genre. Yeah, you know, some yeah. special interest group gets a bug up their butt about erotica and starts pressuring Amazon. It could happen. They could stop doing erotica. I think the more likely big disaster move is they're going to do something with that 70% number. Maybe that's too much money for an independent author. Maybe we'll cut that down to fifty percent. I'm at forty or twenty five percent. Sounds pretty good to Amazon. And before long, then what are you going to do about it? Well, nothing. What can you do about it? Take your books away or don't. Amazon is right on the edge of well, not on the edge. They are kind of a monopoly. Kind of, yeah. There's all these other places we talked about to sell your books. But Amazon leads the pack by a long way. Amazon is not our friend, necessarily. Amazon is a household name versus a lot of these other places. You got a nook, yeah. and people say, what's a nook? What's a nook? Yeah. A Kobo. A Kobo? What's that? Never heard of that. Yeah. Everybody's heard of Apple, but Although not I bet everybody a, has one. I bet a lot more Canadians say, Kobo, oh yeah, I love them, eh? Hey, yeah, you got to put <laughs> yeah. the A on there, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we really like to hear your opinions on this. Uh, if you have a comment, complaint, or especially a topic suggestion, email us at sexyfic at gmail.com or stop by sexyfic.com and leave a voicemail on the tab that allows you to rec- record one. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review for the show if you like it on iTunes. And that's all for me right now. This is Dean Chills. And Henry Kiting. And we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>